welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. I believe the song, Send Me, is going to wake up the world to missions. And I love it, love it, love it. Now, today, uh, I am preaching a sermon called Say Yes, Send Me. And uh, I love the song that we have sung in our church today. I love it so much. I mean, it's on our latest album, Faith in Our Time. And I've listened to it and listened to it and listened to it. Uh, we, it's, just, it's just so strong. And it inspired this sermon, that song, but also a prophetic word that one of our elders had. So the song and a prophetic word that one of our elders had really have inspired this sermon. And so I'm going to, uh, you've already sung the song today, and I want to read the prophetic word for you in just a moment. But I want to clarify this to you. We believe prophecy is a gift of the Holy Spirit. When people are baptized in the Holy Spirit, the gifts are in operation, and those gifts are in operation in our church. And so we believe that a prophetic word was given. And uh, in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 3, it talks about, but to the one who prophesies, speaks to people for their strengthening, encouraging, and comfort. And you'll see in this prophetic word that there's strength, there's encouragement, and there's comfort in there. And uh, so I'll read that prophetic word in just a moment. But I also want to let you know that there's different Bible stories that we're going to look at. Um, We don't preach songs or other, you know, we preach from the Bible. And so we have a song, a prophetic word, and stories from the Bible. We're going to look at three different stories from Samuel, uh, from Mary, and Isaiah. Now, you've heard the song, uh, Send Me, and I do want to say this. If you're watching online and you're skipping worship, go back and listen, all right? Go back to go and listen to that song. Like, I know people are like, I just skip right through. We, 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 we can track that, you know, we can tell, and people are skipping through. We can tell where, no, I'm just kidding. We can't tell what house you're at, but we can tell that people skip, and we don't want you to skip. That, that song's part of it, so you need to hear that song, all right? Now, if you've heard the song, uh, here's the prophecy, and the prophecy is Say Yes is the name of it. Say Yes. And um, it, the first part talks about our limits, and then talks about our, our fear. It talks about different things, our, our, our self-interest, our pride. It talks about our positive or negative expectations, our self-reliance, and then it brings it all back to Jesus. And I just love this prophetic word. And it says this, why the limits? Why the lines? Why the borders? There's more, so much more. Why the hesitancy? Why hold back? Why think twice? I'm faithful, faithful, so faithful. Why care what they say or what they think? Please me, not them. I'm in control, all of it, everything, all. Why look around at what is? Why look back at what once was? Just look up at what will be. I have it all, I have it ready, prepared now. It's not about your experience. It's not about what you've done. It's not your qualifications. It's my calling, my giftings, my anointing. So surrender, let go, stop striving, stop planning, just be. Be with me now. Be with me, I am. Be with me, I know. It is good. It will be. It is mine for you to steward in faith. One answer will do. Yes. One response is required. Yes. One word to be spoken. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Be faithful. Say yes. Say yes. 
I love that prophetic word, and I resonate so much with that. I'm ready to say yes right after that. I'm like, let's, let's go. So we have record uh, in the Bible of so many people saying yes, and I, I, I picked up just three, and I want to just go highlight to a couple of people that said, like, weak yeses or noes to God, all right? Weak yeses or noes. And it's not like the main point, but I just couldn't help resist this. And by the way, I'll try to backfill this and, and, and cover the ground and give you this. I, I, if you notice, I like to stay with a story in the Bible and not go here, 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 because I know that not everybody was raised in church. I was raised in church. How many are with me? You were raised with flannel graph Sunday school. You know what I'm talking about? You know, so I was raised, but not everybody was. And so I, but I wanna, I wanna hit a couple of them. Like, like, how many know, if you know the story of Jonah, it's found in the book that bears his name, Jonah. Like, God's like, I want you to go to Nineveh and I want you to preach and I want you to do this. And what does he say? No, I'm going to Tarshish. I'm going that way. He gets on a boat. And if you don't know the story, he's on the boat, a storm's coming. And they're like, whose fault is it for the storm? And he's like, it's me. And they throw him over. And the Bible says a great fish swallowed him up. This great fish swallows him up. He's in there and something's happening while he's in the belly of this great fish. He repents and he says, now he's covered in fish slime. Can you imagine this? And his no turns into a fish slime, yes. All right. But, but don't say no. Don't say no. no is not an option to God. He's God. Don't say no. Even a fish slime, yes, is not good enough. We don't want that. And there's other people that... Um, said yes, but it was not a strong enough yes for where I'm going with this today. Gideon, if you know the story in Judges chapter um, six, Gideon, God's like, hey, mighty man, Gideon. He's like, who, me? And he's like, yeah, you, I want you to be a leader. I'm gonna use you to help set the people free. I, I, I wanna use you to be a leader and be strong. And he's like, uh, uh, and he wants to say yes. He knows he shouldn't say no. And so he does something, he has a wool fleece, and he says, God, I'm gonna, I, 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 I wanna say yes, but I, a couple of tests. Do not do that to God, all right, you know? Like, God, I wanna say yes, I, I, I wanna say yes to you, but a couple of tests. But this, this guy did it, and the patience of God, I marvel at, okay? He's like, God, I've got this wool fleece, and I wanna throw it on the ground, and tonight while I'm sleeping, could you make the fleece wet and the, the, the ground dry and then when I wake up in the morning, I, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna say yes to you. I, can, you I mean, can you imagine that? God's like, okay. And he makes the fleece wet and the ground's dry. And he's thinking, somebody could have poured a bucket of water on that fleece while I was sleeping. Somebody could be pulling a practical, like God, don't be upset. But if we do one more of these nights, you know, just I prom I'm so close to being yes. And I'm so close. And if you could do this, make the fleece dry and the ground wet, you know, like let, let's, and so God, okay, God does it. And then he does yes. That's a slow yes. Don't be a slow yes. Don't be a slow yes, all right? So that's not what we want. But then there's like the rich young ruler in Mark chapter 10. He comes up and you're like, I wanna follow you. I am a super person. I am so ready to say yes to anything. I am your guy. Since I was a child, I have followed you. I've done everything. Yeah, what do you have for me? And Jesus is like, you are so close. There's just one more thing. I sell all that you have and come and follow me. And his super qualified yes turns into a no. It turns into a no. All right, so those are, those are like bonus ones that aren't the ones that we're looking at. But I'm just trying to tell you that there's this engagement. God is speaking to people all the time and he's asking us to do things. And he's asking us to step out in faith. And he's asking us to live in obedience. And sometimes he's asking us to do things way, way, way outside our comfort zone. And our answer to him needs to be yes, 
Yes, yes, yes. One answer will do. The answer is yes. So who should we be like? The first person that we should be like with a great yes, I said already, is Samuel. Samuel's yes was saying, I am ready to obey. The yes that I'm giving you is one that says, I want to obey. Now, it's found in 1 Samuel chapter three, and for sake of time, I won't read all the verses, but the, the, the Samuel is there and he's ministering before the Lord and he's serving the Lord and he hears his name called. He's sleeping and he hears Samuel. So he gets up and runs to his mentor, his boss, Eli. He says, yes, you called? What? He's like, I didn't call for you. Go back to bed. He's like, I think I heard. I think I heard somebody say my name. So he goes back to bed. He hears God say Samuel, but he doesn't know it's, he doesn't know it's God. And so he runs over to Eli. Hey, yes, what do you need? What do you need? And he's like, I didn't call for you. I didn't call, like, go, go back to bed. Now, side note, this is bonus material here as well. Um, I love the attitude of Samuel. Like, like, as soon as he hears his name, he's like, what do you need? What, where, like, ready to go, ready to go. He's just leaning in. He's like in the ready position. I used to coach like T-ball when our kids were little, you know, and I used to teach the kids, like the first thing is be in the ready position. You know, how many know for T-ballers, that's like a major accomplishment? They're like, butterfly, butterfly. I'm like, get in the ready position. You know, come on, get in the ready position. The ball just might come to you, you know? And at least make an effort, all right, you know. But Sammy's like, ready, ready. My name, he's ready. Well, it happens the third time, and then Eli's like, I think God's speaking to him. I think God's speaking to him. And so he says, all right, here's what's gonna happen. And he says, like, when, when you hear this again, you're gonna go back and just say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And in verse nine, it says, so Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, see, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. It's an amazing story. It's an amazing story of somebody saying yes, and I love that God has recorded this and even the, the comedy in it that he's like three times like, is it? What is it, Eli? And Eli says, no, it's not me. It's not me. And then the fourth, I get, it's not the third time, it's the fourth time works. Like, fourth time, hear, Lord, I, I'm, I, speak for your servant hears. Now, I want you to understand, when he said the word hears, it's more than just like, like, I hear you, God, I hear you talking. The word hear meant to hear with interest or to hear so as to obey. Like, I wanna hear with, I wanna lean into this, and when you speak, God, I'm trying to hear, like, within, like I am engaged. I am totally leaning in to whatever you're saying. I can't wait for you to say it. As soon as you say it, I wanna do it. I wanna obey. That's how Samuel is saying to God, speak, because I'm hearing, I'm listening. I, 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 whatever you wanna say, I'm listening, and I'm leaning in, I'm active, I'm ready to obey. What a great yes. What a great yes. And, and, and a couple of things that I get like, in verse three, which I didn't read, but if you have time, you can go there and read it. it he was sleeping next to the ark and the ark was a, a place where God's presence dwelled and it was right there and, he, and Samuel's like sleeping right by it. Like that symbolized God's presence. And the Bible tells us he was sleeping right by the presence of God, staying near. Stay near to the presence of God. Stay near, lean in. Like some of us are so polluted with things in our life, it's clouding out the voice of God. Some of us are so preoccupied, butterfly, new car, yeah, and we're chasing after these other things. And God's like, hey, stay near, 
Stay near enough to hear enough. Stay near enough to hear enough. And, and like, God, I wanna lean in. I wanna, be, I wanna be coming to the church. I wanna be anticipating what you're saying. I'm gonna open up your word and I'm leaning in. I have anticipation. This is with interest. I want you to speak to me. And whenever you say it, I'm ready to obey. When my mom and dad got saved, when they were first Christians, they would read the Bible and they would go to the pastor, like, they, they'd go to the office and they'd, hey, we got a question for you. Like, we were just reading about shellfish and we're not sure if we can eat shellfish or not. And we're trying to figure this out because they, they couldn't read. Can we, yes or no, can we eat shellfish? Like, because whatever you say, we're gonna do, you know? And he's like, well, that was an Old Testament thing for the Israelites for, you know, because they couldn't refrigerate the food and everything and it's good, you can eat. Okay, all right, we're going to Red Lobster tonight. You know what I mean? They were like, they just, they just had, they were like leaning in, whatever it was. I love that. I love new Christians that are just like, what is, okay, join a life. Join, join a small group, I'm in. I'm gonna join a small group, I'm in. What else, what else you got for me? Find a surf team, I'm in. What, what else you got for me? You know, I, I'm in, go on a global team. All right, when's the sign up, you know? We've had people on their first day, like, be like, I'm signing up, I'm signing up for a global, and they're like, how long you been coming? This week, you know, I'm ready, I'm this week, I'm in. If you want us to do it, let's go. This is Samuel, his yes is with I'm gonna obey, and he was near enough to hear enough, and, and I'm just praying this is something that we desire, and then, when God speaks, do we really want to obey? Do we really want to obey? Do we want to? I, I pray that we anticipate his whispers. We are looking for things that he's saying. And if, he's, if God's speaking something, we're just, we're, we're ready to jump in. Almost, have you ever talked to somebody and they kind of like finished the sentence? Like, you know, like we're going out to the store. And you're like, yeah, I was going to say that, but you said it right on top of me there. And they're, and they're like leaning, like, let's do that with God. Let's lean in. Our yes, the first yes is a yes that says, I wanna obey. The second person with a strong yes is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Her yes was, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to serve. Samuel's yes was, I'm ready to obey. Her yes is, I am ready to serve. And in Luke chapter one, which we usually read around Christmas, I'll read it now though, in verse 26. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph and the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and we called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom, there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son and this is the sixth month with her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now, this is just so loaded with such richness that even beyond what we read at Christmas time, like this is loaded with the yes that is like, I am yes, and my yes is ready to serve. Now, she... She asks a question and don't think that she's like Gideon. Cause like Gideon's like, okay, I wanna say yes, but I'm trying to figure, fleece thing. No, Mary was like, Gabriel, I know my biology. Like I got that. Like I'm trying, I, I'm in, I'm, I, I'm in, but like I, I, I know my biology, like help me out here. 
How is this gonna happen? And, and I, if, this is just like bonus takeaway here. Grab hold of this, Luke 137. For nothing will be impossible with God. When you're answering your yes to God, just grab that one right there. Like, God, how, how are we gonna do this and reach this place? Like, how in the world are we gonna get there? And for nothing will be impossible. I cannot share all the details with this, but I'm prompted just to share this. I talked to a man, and this man was told, you will lay hands on and pray for the leader of your nation. And he said, there's no chance in the world, no chance. I am a nobody in this nation. And the Lord said, you will lay hands and pray for the leader of this nation. And he's like, there's no, and, and sure enough, like the Lord, nothing is impossible. This man, a believer in Christ, laid hands and prayed for the leader of that nation. He's like, nothing is impossible with the Lord. You just have to understand, nothing is impossible. And God's like, you understand, Mary? Nothing is impossible. Nothing's impossible. And, and in your yes, remember this. And she says like, let it be. Let it be. And, and I heard a sermon on this once. They said, you know, like, we always like living in the favor of God. How many of you are like, like, you're like, a blessing comes your way. You're like living in the favor. You know, something good happens. You're like living in the favor. Favor ain't there. You know, you're like, whatever you're gonna say, right? <laughs> they living in the favor. Mary is favored by God. And God's like, here's what I want. You're favored. And I'm gonna totally embarrass you with your family. I'm gonna, like your, your husband, like your future husband, he's gonna think you're not faithful, but don't worry, I'll take care of that. I'll give him a dream. You know, but you understand, favor meant like, and people in the town, you know, like you're not gonna be able to explain it to everybody. You're gonna be walking around pregnant before the wedding and it's supernatural. No one's gonna believe you, but you have favor. Sometimes God's favor causes you to do embarrassing things, things that cost you your reputation, things that don't fit and don't look like favor, but it's favor. God's like, I've got a special mission for you. I've got you for this. And she says, behold, like behold. And, and I use the translation that had that word because it's actually in the original text. It says, behold, behold, like I'm gonna do this. Like do it for me. Like I'm here, I, I, I want, I'm right here. And, and she wasn't saying like, look at me, like I'm amazing. She's like, look at me, servant, ready to serve. I'm in, that's what she was saying, I'm in. I'm in right now. Gabriel, like, I got it. I'm in, and it, I'm ready to serve. And I, I just pray that we would have this amazing yes, this type of yes in our church. This would be our, yes, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to go. I, I, yes. I, I'm thinking about this, like, even, like, our 500 missionaries that we have that we're sending out, there is a prophetic word given at the gravesite at William Borden. I don't have time to go into all the details. And it was a prophetic word that said, I believe God wants you to send one missionary for every dollar that you just paid to restore William Borden's grave. And I had just paid $500. And they said, and I said, Do you, like, and I was just leaning in because it's a spiritual elder. And I just felt like he was hearing from God. And I said, are you sure this is from God? And he's like, yes. And I said, then we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're like, we're ready to serve. We're ready to do this. We're gonna send 500 missionaries out in the world. There's something about it that says, I'm, I'm leaning in and my yes comes with an attitude that says, ready to serve, ready to serve. And there are people in this church and I would get in trouble if I started saying names, but there are so many people, you just ask them, they're like, yep, 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 yep. Ready to serve, ready to serve, ready to serve. There was a guy in our church years ago that passed away, Gene. 
he was from Nebraska, he was a big football player. You say, hey, Gene, we need help moving these people. Yep. Hey, Gene, we need people. This lady, she can't mow her lawn. Yep. Hey, this Gene, we're looking. Yep. He just, he was like, ready to serve, ready to serve. Jesus has given me so much. Ready to serve, ready to serve. Love that attitude. His whole, all his neighborhood showed up at his funeral because they're like, Gene helped everybody. He was just in. He was ready to go. If there was a need, he was jumping in. Mary's like, got an amazing yes, and I pray that we'd get a serving yes like Mary had. There's one more, Isaiah. And his was a ready to go yes, to be sent yes, which again, ties to the song so well. And then Isaiah chapter six, um, well, I read so fast, because like, you read so fast, but I, you cover ground when you read fast, all right? You know, I just said, I'm gonna read it, all right? And it's God's word. I love to read God's word. Um, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were the seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings, they covered their faces. With two, they covered their feet. And with two, they were flying. And they were calling to one another, holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the threshold shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, this is Isaiah. Woe to me, I cried, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it, he touched my mouth and said, see, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, here am I, send me. Isaiah gets a vision of God and his glory. And he's like, Send me, like there's something happening, being in the presence of God and seeing his glory and having this moment. And by the way, one of the things I love about our church is I love that in our worship, we feel the manifest presence of God. I love that we don't just kind of like sing, 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 get past, you know. I like that we're engaged in worship and that our hands are being lifted in surrender and as a form of intimacy to God. I love that there's a, a presence of God that we feel the Holy Spirit is, is manifesting the presence of God here. And I was, I was texting with Ryan, our, our lead worship leader this week. And I, I just was like, you, you guys, the worship leaders, you're actually part of our missions organization as well of sending the 500. You don't realize it, but when you lift God up and you glorify God like that, and the presence of God fills this place and his manifest presence comes in, like, there's just something that's happening. Transformation is happening. And then you're in his presence and people are saying, Lord, what do you want? Like, send me. Like, if you're looking, there's a send me that comes out of being in the awe of his presence. And I was like, keep leading us into the presence of God. And worship leaders, don't just like, this is the day. This is the day. I mean, we're worshiping. Let's be in awe of God. And, and, and I, I just get a glimpse of like the seraphim flying around and like, Holy, 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 and, and, and let's do whatever we can on earth until we can get this moment in his presence. He realizes he's unworthy, God cleanses him, and then God asks, who, who should I send? Who should I send? And he doesn't, I think it's interesting, God doesn't say, you go, you're right here. He says, who will I send? Who will go for us? God says, who will go for us? And I know some people would say, like, there's only one guy there. Like, you know, only Isaiah, right? It's pretty obvious. But 
How many know we are so good at, at excuses? Like he could have said, I don't know God, but I'd, I'd send the seraphim, those fire angels with six wings, like they got two for their eyes and two for their feet. That's pretty impressive. I would send them, you know, send them, the fire ones, you know? Or he could say, hey, Gabriel over there, he's looking pretty buff. Like, I sent him, he's, he's gonna scare people. I'm gonna tell you that right now. You send him, he's gonna scare them. Send him, he's good, he's good, right? He could have said, I don't know who you're sending, but I will go look for them. I, I will start a headhunter agency. And in my small group, I will ask people to go. I will do that, I promise, I will. Right? We're so good at excuses. Like, don't think that that's just like, Moses, uh, I, I don't speak well, blah, 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 blah. send my brother, you know, right? So we do it. We do it. Grab this, Isaiah says, here I am, right here, send me, send me, send me. And that's the attitude I pray for our church, like God, send me, send me. I pray that that's what happens with that song when it goes around the world, that people that were like, not even caring about going to the world would say, send me, send me, send me. Some he sends to distant places and some he sends right to their neighborhood. And do you know this? I mean, you, you might not know this, but every city Beck and I go and visit, like we got a global team and we're in Bangkok. I'm like, hon, we should go here. We should go here. We should, we, we should sell everything and move here. She's like, no, we shouldn't. We should send someone. All right. You know, and I, we go to Dubai. I'm like, hon, we should be, this is, this is a great, we should, we, we should do something right here. I'm like, send me, send me. And God's like, just keep sending people. Keep sending, you're doing exactly what I want you to do. But I just get out there and I'm like, send me, send me. I want, I want to go. Like, I'm like, if you're looking, I'm ready to go. Matter of fact, do you know this? When I asked Becca, to, when we were getting serious, not like in the proposal, like, but as we were getting more serious, I said, listen, if this relationship is gonna go to the next level, like I'm living an anywhere life. Like I'm ready to say to God, send me anywhere. Send me anywhere. And she goes like, where anywhere? I go like <laughs> Congo anywhere, the Congo. I said, if you can go with me to the Congo, this relationship can continue because I'm in like an anywhere mode and wherever he says anywhere, you know, and she like, she confesses, she's like, she did pray that night. She's like, God, I'll go anywhere, but please not the Congo, you know, like, <laughs> but I will, I will, I will, I'll go to the Congo if that's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad she didn't say, Lord, do you have any other single available bachelors? Don't want to go to the Congo? You know, <laughs> praise God. She said anywhere. She said anywhere. I've said anywhere. And that's probably why, like, the DNA of our church is like anywhere. Anywhere, God, will go anywhere. Send me, send me, send me. Don't sing that song like that we, you know, send me. I'll go almost anywhere. Don't do that. <laughs> I'll go anywhere. As long as it's Hawaii, that's fine by me. You know, don't do that. Congo included. Isaiah's yes was a tough yes, by the way. Isaiah literally said yes to go to people and tell them, go tell them their heart is hard, God's got judgment, and their heart is gonna get even harder. And he's like, send me. You and I, you know what we get to do? We get to go to people far away from God and say, hey, there's peace, there's hope, there's forgiveness. 
the thing you've been running after, the thing you've been chasing after. It's right in front of you. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. He wants to forgive you of your sins, and he wants to be your Lord and Savior. He wants to give you a peace that you could ever know. He wants to forgive every wrong thing you've ever done and everything that keeps you up at night. He wants to fulfill every longing of your heart. He wants to be your God and your Savior, and he loves you. What a privilege that we get to say yes to that send me. Sometimes our message isn't received with joy. I mean, you could read the New Testament. Sometimes the apostles were not received with joy. They were grabbed, they were beaten. Paul talks about like all these things that have happened to him. And yet he's like, send me, send me, send me wherever you want me to go. Are we willing to give God an unconditional unreserved anywhere yes, a send me yes, a Congo yes, a unreached 42% of the world, a maybe you might die, live dead yes. That's the way we wanna be as followers of Jesus Christ. From all three, I pray that we say yes to obey like Samuel, I say we yes to serve like Mary, and I say we say yes like Isaiah with a send me yes. They all heard the word of the Lord, obeyed, and said yes. I go back to that prophetic word to end with this. One answer will do yes. One response is required yes. One word to be spoken yes. Yes, yes, yes. Be faithful, say yes, say yes. And so God, I'm praying right now for that, right now for our church, that we would live in a say yes. One word, yes, yes, yes. We'd say it over and over and over again. Some of us, you want to just send us to our neighbors. Some of us, you say, I've got you right where you need to be. You're right in the spot where you need to be. Some of us, you need to move us around the world, but I pray, God, that you would get us in the yes. Wake us up to the yes, just like that shock did right there. Wake us up to the yes. Don't let your church sleep through. Let us be awakened to your yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Don't let us miss this moment right now, Lord. Yes is the word we wanna say to you. Yes is the word we will always say to you. And with that, God, we recommit to the yes. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, yes, yes. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Let it be so. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, yes, yes.